Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 48, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. Ah, uh, Tone. And we've just finished telling the most hilarious stories to each other off mic. So I've run out of funny. Yeah, this is going to be a dry podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, somber. <laughs> the mood is somber. I love had- the way they smell. Smell? <laughs> smell? Spell somber. With a B I, it's a. It's really, if there was another, if there was a um, anything else that samba could be, I would say it would be a musical instrument. It's a, weird. It's a real like casual samba musical instrument. Why is it not S O M B E R? Like that would be samba, like sober. As you say, you basically so, say them both the same, yeah. right? Sober samba. We've had a couple of drinkies, so we're not 100% sober. <laughs> I've had one. Oh, okay, I'm on my second. <laughs> um, I'm, oh, we're at 1.5. 1.5 standard drinks? Uh, this is actually 1.3. <laughs> Have you had a good week? Uh, yeah, it's my first full week back in the real world after oh, travelling yeah so last week was just a two two day work week mm-hmm. didn't have enough anal leave to <laughs> round out the whole week so I had to go back on Thursday uh-huh. work a Friday uh, but yeah got through yeah it's not always bad coming back like a lot of people tend to take the first day or two off um, so that they don't have that I like massive back, five yeah, days I like coming come back. back on a on a half week what are your thoughts of getting? I mean, you have direct reports, people that that report to you. Do you directly? Not? Yeah. Why don't you institute a four-day week? Because uh, I think that there's like a whole lot of uh, human resource team that kind of like uh, there's kind of what I found is like there's like working for a, a corporation. Mm-hmm. There is like which you do. There is like a like you as a manager can make decisions, but they are completely outweighed by people like <laughs> any human resource people. Or yeah. there's this one team that decides what people get paid, mm-hmm. and you can't mess mm-hmm. with them. You can't ask questions. Yeah, you right. can't query it. You can't. That they are above the law. They are holier than thou. <laughs> yeah. But you also like, and I remember getting. Because I was trying to change a pay rate for someone that w- worked for me, and I thought it was ridiculous what they were getting paid. But then I was sort of told, "You don't, 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 don't ask too many questions. Don't poke the bear. Yeah, because then you'll, you'll, you'll end <laughs> you up on wanna... the bad side. It's funny how there's certain teams you've got to stay on the good side. Otherwise, it's like, hi, big cheeky smiles. Hi, yeah. ha, <laughs> <laughs> um, This week I was sent on a leadership course from my work. Um, were you lost? I wasn't, but I'm an emerging leader. Oh. So um, they shoulder tapped me to go on this course to... Um, Do you, like, climb out of, like, some sort of, like, um, I guess... Cocoon? Yeah, like you're, like you're rebirthed as a leader? <laughs> yeah, that's the end of day two. <laughs> nice. They bring in a big I wonder why you were kind of gooey and sticky <laughs> when you got here. Yeah. It's been warm today, but not that warm. But there was an interesting kind of couple of things that I was going to mention that went on at said leadership course. So this having, course, having, having facilitated and been on a number of these courses in, <laughs> in the management world, um, there is a bit of BS that goes on, and lots of uh, people thinking that they are the, the bee's knees, I believe is what they call it. Um, but <laughs> no. I, I, I always enjoy interacting with other professionals, so mm-hmm. please, please share, please divulge. So, interesting thing, right? So these people are um, emerging leaders, people that have been picked up by their company and kind of shoulder tap to go on some development to um, maybe one day have them 
lead a team around um manage that See potential here don't they yeah yeah i mean there's potential peeps doing that stuff um so on day one when uh and there was a number of people that have already got direct reports um a lot of work with tradies and stuff like that sometimes we say drs do do you? Mm. I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> durs. I previously had How's some, your durs? a different job now. Yeah, but um, they were talking about people who would show up drunk or hungover to work <laughs> and how you would deal with that, and they were saying how unacceptable it is and all of that sort of stuff. The interesting thing there is that today was day two and most of them turned up hungover. <laughs> And there were was they, literally were they people... Of, were they out of towners that had like staying in a hotel that all got on? Yep. And so, um, <laughs> they... <laughs> they, like, literally to the point oh, where... Oh, mercy. They sit in a chair and are like, I'm not moving. You know, you know, you do the number off thing, like one, two, three, four, all yeah. the fours go somewhere, all the threes go somewhere. Guy, guy sitting next to me is just reeking of alcohol. It's just saying, not moving, threes come to me. This is really just a leader and a half. This seems like the office. Like this could have been like an episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So that was kind of number one is um, because they're even using the professional term piss crook. (laughs) I've never heard that before. I obviously don't work in the right industry. Yeah. So there's a. I mean, there's people who deal with tradies and teams and stuff. Yeah. They were talking about um, people turning up piss crook. I mean, you're very unlike that, but I guess that your your business has maybe some interactions with these type of folk. Oh, no. This is held by a third party, so it's just completely... Okay, so it could be from anywhere. anywhere, Yeah. I mean, there were self-employed people going. There were people from our work. There was other people from completely unrelated Because you're you're very much a white collar. Me? Yeah. Hmm. You are. (laughs) Okay. Like, you mean you work? I mean, instead of a, a, the field that you do work in, there is dirtier collars that could happen. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked my way up though. You slept your way not, not <laughs> to the top. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm um, I'm against that. I mean, I used to drive forklift, so no. So you're one of these you're one of these people. Power, yeah, I'm power one of the people. One of these people, yeah. yeah. Um, unlike you, who's worked at a desk forever oh <laughs> no, i did well, i actually because I, I mean i chilled foods right chilled you foods. started out in chilled foods i had a green color with a countdown <laughs> <laughs> no the other interesting thing that um that came out of this course was like i said there was um people from all walks of life um uh, at this place How and much smoking was going on between at the breaks <laughs> there was definitely kind of half the room going yeah, out for cigarettes clear out on that so there was this one guy who's a builder and he <laughs> he his dad owned the company and he he oh sorry he was in partnership with his dad who i assume started the company and is now kind of handing it over to son and he was very old school in his beliefs so we're talking about um getting the most out of people and he would say um i don't care i'll just fire them in front of everyone send them home tell them what they're doing wrong all of that sort of stuff and radio and and obviously in some trades that works but in this country there are certain processes you have to follow by law that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah but also um i, I mean this me isn't france one. where it's impossible to ever fire anybody but <laughs> there's certain laws yeah um the other thing we had to keep reminding this person was that um these people are people <laughs> like they're not just things yeah um but anyway uh so 
Do you when, think that person got much out of this course? Is it really going to change their philosophy on people management? Or Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, so we, we get um, put into pairs for a certain exercise, right? Um, so and when, they, when, you, when they break you out, is there just that groan of... No, see, these are mostly quite motivated people. Okay, so, it's yeah. not, so, okay. so there's, just, there's an underbelly of these underachievers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of them are fairly personal, to personable and things as well. Yeah. So nice enough people. Just what did you kind do for of, lunch? I was, I'm always interested to know what happens in the breaks of these things. <laughs> um, they, they got catering in, so I was like filled rolls and but, little sandwiches uh, and stuff. Did you have any? Did you associate with people you knew, or did oh, you? Did, what you, did I do? Were you, yeah, were you, you gone solo? Were you, did you know people in the course? Like it's always when you're on these courses, and I've done this myself. When you are by yourself with mm. no one else you know, and lunch comes around, and it's like, oh, what do you do? Now see. Um, I think do you, it, do you try and chat the thing, up the, the thing other is I was able to or? kind of ease into it because there was some people that were there from my work oh, okay. that I that I don't know very well. Ah, okay. So you can go to them and say, I know, you know, I know who you are, it's but like, like what do you actually new, like do? First day at a new school. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you anyway, so acquaintances you can kind of lean on. So there was this um, this builder guy who was very old school, and um, and of course when they go to number off everyone. I'm paired up with this person. So it's me and him as a little little duo and we get set Dynamic a task. Dynamic duo, yeah. We get set a task to come up with an inspirational quote. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. <laughs> so um <laughs> So we're sitting there and um everyone around us is kind of mucking in and, and coming up with these things, really profound, you know, those kind of um those those phrases that don't mean much but people have heard them everywhere so they start putting them in there yeah, like yeah. taking a single step and there's certain in there's certain big words that people exactly, throw into yeah. things inspiration yeah. i want to inspire others all of that sort of stuff and so um the moment i grabbed the marker pen and made it made sure it was me doing the writing was the moment that this builder guy came up with what he thought was a good inspirational like, quote you fuck up you fired kind of thing we are not far off okay there's a c word in this and i don't normally talk like that What's so c i'm word? not gonna say that the, c word. C word? the the worst c word you can think of so i'm gonna replace it with another c word here's the inspirational quote was he serious during this serious this was his offering for an inspirational Surreal. quote so this is in the same in the same room where people have said stuff like as a leader i want to inspire others and create a team that people want to be a part of that sort of stuff Okay. His offering was just, you know, don't be a C-word. <laughs> so, I mean, to give it a bit more gusto, I'll don't say... Don't be a cunt. I'll say cock instead. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I don't know, just don't be a cock. And it's like, you really want me to write that? And you're going to go and talk to it when we have to present this to back to the group at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is this is like a comedy episode of something, yeah. You can't. So, so my response was first of all i'm shocked like i just don't I've, i don't know if i've ever said that word um and, um, and so i know i i said it today so so um, what would you I, I what would your response be to a person um if if they'd said that i'd be like okay well what what about this statement is going to inspire people would be the question like okay i get i get where you're coming from here you think this is you know this is what you want to convey 
mm-hmm. but what's an inspiration about this message what's going to make me going to sort of get out of my seat change my ways and want to you know be on your team work <laughs> for you be an amazing team member that's pretty much exactly where i went yeah. so i'm like let's explore that a bit deeper <laughs> so <laughs> yeah you don't want to go too deep into there because yeah. it's a deep dark recess yeah. that yeah. you know i i personally don't venture into but um <laughs> no you've got experience so yeah so it was more around like so what does that mean to you is that about hard work is that about you know pulling your weight that's <laughs> <laughs> ended up crafting a thing from oh god you just, managed to craft an inspirational statement from that from that that was the that was you're the an foundation you're an inspiration to me you found my god <laughs> exactly yeah that's truly astounding i've yeah. never i mean i've never heard anything like that i've done similar exercises but never have i experienced that so well done for surviving that <laughs> and then um then yeah so that was that was very interesting you should be like i think there's no such word as can't that's that's what i, that's I believe there's no i in can't <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so then the other thing was i'm just trying to find it um we revisit those those things and um so roosevelt there was one which we we get we get to um where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, if they can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, good point. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> we have we have some admin to attend to. <laughs> um, it is like it's like a million degrees in our in our office. And <coughs> sorry, as we cough there. <laughs> It's like a million degrees in Tony's office where we're recording. Like, we're both dripping with sweat, mm. and <laughs> we've had the fan on this whole time. <laughs> didn't realise. And um, if they... Yeah, I mean, if you can't understand why we would need a fan, you've never felt heat like it. Yeah. Because I'm even wearing layers. Like You'd lay it up. And I, stri- I stripped off. Jeans. Oh, heavy. Heavy. Um uh that's right i mean i didn't notice it so for the first you know 15 minutes of the episode there'll be a pleasant sort of humming noise which you'll hear which is the fan yeah you're welcome a correctly assembled fan (laughs) um the other thing was the same person um we got to kind of say would we want to stick with our own quote or choose one from uh Ah, from a list yeah you see something else that may strike you the inspiration that hits you like a bolt of lightning they just had a a wall with a bunch of these inspirational quotes on there and and did you post it note it more my guy now these were like a4 these were pre-printed sheets that um that the organization had put up and we wrote up on it and and we know what we got to do was say um do we want to stick with our quote oh, okay so there's other ones or do we want of, to choose yeah, one that yeah, already yeah. exists from yep. one of the you know world leaders or yep. or thought thought yep. leaders or something like that uh tried um, and tested so so my builder guy decided to swap so he wasn't happy with the one that we came up with which was something about um at that point i really just wanted to get something that didn't have swear words in it so i think it was around <laughs> Do the right thing, not just for yourself, but for others. Yeah. Which is fine, yeah. but it ticks a box, right? He wanted to drop that one yeah. <laughs> for this quote. We've gone from a certain box to another box. But, from Ronald uh, yeah. Reagan. Oh, he Reagan. went with the quote, when you can't make them see the light, make them feel the heat. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly like Trump saying that the problem with school shootings is that teachers don't have guns as well. It's just the same sort of like <laughs> nonsense bullshit that means nothing 
that doesn't inspire people. It puts yeah. fear into people. Exactly. Yeah. So the the whole point of that being on the wall was so that you can have the discussion around. Well, it's actually it's actually the wrong way to govern mm. because all it does is um is like doesn't follow any kind of process no. and it doesn't allow for anything, you know, inspiration or it's leading by fear, which is um yeah, it was interesting. So I learned plenty from my course. There's actually a lot of like really good people there as well, but it was just I thought it was interesting the interactions with this one guy. So I thought I'd let you know. Bless. <laughs> um, what sort of age group is this guy? Um, probably um, early to mid thirties. Oh, really? Old enough to know better. Old enough to know better. I, I sort of pictured him at like sort of nineteen and trying no, to take over the dad's company, but no. Yeah, no. he had some interesting things. Yeah, about shaming people in front of other people and just firing on the spot and all those things that are surely going to get someone a personal grievance case against his company <laughs> at some point. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. That's been my week. What you do, what I do find about those places when you do those courses, you interact with other people. Is generally, you walk out of it. Okay, you may feel a bit like oh, I have to learn a wee bit, but I also walk out thinking I'm so glad I work for the company I work for. <laughs> like it's like as bad as things can be. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think actually, I don't work for that guy? Yeah, it's like God. oh my god, we actually um what what you know my boss and my colleagues and the job I do. Mm. It's okay. <laughs> like, I may think it's bad, but every time I think it's bad, I refer to that example. I'm like, crap. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that cool. was... So, you're feeling inspired? You're feeling you're ready to lead? Yeah. I, lead? Can, I mean, I'm... Um, Do you want to lead the rest of this podcast, I'm maybe? I'm definitely the leader of this podcast yeah. already, so... You always, have the, you always on... have the first word, to be honest. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think I offered you the last time we recorded. Do no, you want to bring us in? And you're like, nah. nah. You do it. Yeah, <laughs> I even offer on um, "Get Me Some Strange" the segment we have later on in the show around random tidbits of mysterious paraphernalia. I think it's titbits. <laughs> Just creature there. Depends. Depends. Depends on the book. I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that um, that happened was oh, you need the. Have you got a jingle for Reaper Watch? Oh, um, got some news, some updates on Reaper Watch. Uh, I did. I did record over it with pornography of the most vowel variety. Vowel, vowel variety. <laughs> the most vowel <laughs> consonant and vowel pornography. Um, I can. I can do one for you if you like. Go on then. Okay. Uh, here we go. Mmm. Oh, no, that's pornography. <laughs> I was pornography again. Okay, that's fine. It's uh, uh, more like uh, it. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. I think it's pornography. It's pornography as well. Yeah, yeah. All is like, that was that what what that is that what that was? Yeah, like you know, like brown pornography. Oh come on! Yeah. <laughs> like in the not in being the a tour, part of that. Tour, like. Not on my podcast. Okay, um, I think I've got one here actually. Yeah. Oh, that's the theme from Titanic. <laughs> Just okay. go with that. Just go with, say Reaper Watch and then smack your knees. Reaper Watch. <laughs> okay, so Reaper Watch is the part of the show where we check in on how my Carolina Reaper chilies are growing. Do you have a bit of Titanic sort of music in the background? Nope. Um, and so what that is, is um, <laughs> right, 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 right. Carolina Reapers, for those that don't know, are the hottest chili on the planet. Um, 2009, it was the ghost chili or ghost pepper until some dude genetically engineered a Cheat. Carolina Reaper. Cheated. Which overtook it. But Insanely hot. There's videos of people eating them that I highly recommend um 
And yeah, I've been growing some with the idea that once grown, Tony will eat it. You can't actually take them through like security at an airport. They're that worried that they may get into the food of the crew, the pilots, <laughs> that you cannot have them. Is that true? No. <laughs> Didn't think so. No. <laughs> well, they specify that. <laughs> um, There's a big sign up there, California. <laughs> yeah. So um, the thing... Are they the California other... Reapers? They get there right for a sec? Carolina Reapers. Carolina. All right, sorry. I mean, California. Oh, is it California? Oh, you're thinking right. Carolon- Car- California Raisins. California Raisins, <laughs> yes. Which are allowed on planes. Uh, only six per passenger, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Joking, the, problem we, the problem with, like, this will be the final Reaper watch. We could touch it in there, by the way. Oh, it's uh, your ironing stuff. Yeah. Ironing container. You get your hand inside the cupboard. <laughs> For some reason, I'm leaning inside It's really weird. Cupboard. Like, where I'm sitting, there's just, like, you <laughs> with the cupboard slightly ajar with your hand deep inside it, fiddling with stuff. Don't touch things in there. It's Friends. Season 10 on DVD. Oh, name an episode off the back of it. The one where Rachel's sister babysits. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> so this will be the final Reaper watch. Conclusion? Conclusion to Reaper Watch. Because soon it might be Reaper action. Like, we're not just watching it, it's actually we're applying the Reapers in, yeah, we've, we've, in orifices. Um, here's the thing. The reason it's the final Reaper Watch is because um, the Carolina Reapers are growing in, a, in one of those little six-pack pots that you put seedlings in, right? Yeah. Uh, had a little sprout. Wasn't sure if it was a weed or That's a right, Reaper. That's right, yeah. Um, I did see on the twits there was some comments about you being the only gardener who's water- watering weeds. Possibly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, here's the thing. I am the social media guru. <laughs> of the, uh, I, I, run, I run all the social media accounts. <laughs> yeah, at least take credit for them. Um, <laughs> Put up so popular polls. Got these little seedlings that were sprouting. Wasn't sure if it was reapers or weeds. Um, that's now irrelevant because my wife dropped it and it just spilled all over the ground oh why did she drop it yeah <laughs> i moved it in because we had cyclone Gita. oh Gita. Gita. So, we had a, we had a, had a x tropical cyclone yeah um so that was gonna storm up the place yeah and so i moved them inside into the wash house where they'd be safe and um she like moved something the wrong way or something fell off the bench and <laughs> just went all over the floor <laughs> To be honest, I think they were weeds. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was just doomed to fail anyway. <laughs> the good news is I've also been growing a ghost pepper, okay. which in 2009 was the hottest it's the chili. the former. The former. And that's actually, do you call it fruiting when it's not fruit? Budding. It's chilying. Budding. It's got a little Carolina Reaper on it that's about this big. How big's that in inches? Uh, and don't exaggerate seven and say inches. eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, it's not seven inches? <laughs> Then, oh my god <laughs> it's about half an inch about an inch about an inch about an long inch. um ghost pepper so i'm thinking we just swap it out still paranormal like was reaper now it's ghost yeah how'd that happen um don't explain it <laughs> okay i don't know how i would have good um so yeah we're just kind of we've got to come up with a ghost pepper segment that isn't reaper watch okay we don't have to do it now because okay, like, um, <laughs> you've got nothing clearly by the expression. Like, okay, um, it's like <laughs> I sent a picture to you and I said ghost, like off Scooby Doo, but I'm not calling the segment that. But it could be something that gets the creative juices flowing. Okay, well, put it on the to do list. Put it on ice. Put it on the parking lot. Put it on the back burner. Yeah. 
in the parking lot on ice. She got a big parking lot piece of paper up there. No, we shouldn't. The no, we parking shouldn't. lot g- g- ghost. <laughs> um, next thing is quite often we start off the show with a hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. I do have a hypothetical mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's from a listener, so I think we oh, should... I know we've we been running a bit long, but we... uh, I think we should maybe tackle it anyway. Okay. Here's the thing. Love me some tackle. Yeah. Um, so the way hypotheticals work on this show is I pose them to you. They never come back on me. It's just mm, the rules. It's a rule I made up. Try it, but it doesn't really work, does it? A rule nonetheless. Um, so this week's hypothetical comes from our good friends um, at Flix X-Raid. Oh, podcast that has the number one tony in podcasting yeah there was a bit of a dispute raging about that but um (laughs) Um, at the moment i've got no counter to it um so they uh have been enjoying our shows and our shoes our shows oh okay and um they have sent in a two-part hypothetical that was inspired by our episode chocolate immigrants Nice. Um, which is where we talked about um, the Yowies. Cadbury Yowies um, making it into America. Um, yeah. I sent you a photo from the Americas of, of Kinder Chocolate, but notably absent. The Kinder Surprise. That was the Kinder Surprise. Mm-hmm. So here's this two-part hypothetical. No surprises there. Part one. If you woke up one day and were suddenly made of chocolate, would you taste yourself? Um, clarify, am I white chocolate, dark chocolate? <laughs> that is Brown not chocolate? what I thought would be the first question. <laughs> um, what's your favorite kind of chocolate? Um, not dark chocolate, not white chocolate, milk chocolate. Milk chocolate. Yeah. Um, do you hate dark or white? No, I like them all. Okay. I love them all, actually. Which one do you like the least? Really, really dark chocolate. So you'll be made of really, really dark chocolate. Like 92% kind of stuff. Yeah. 92% cocoa. Ooh. Would you taste how yourself? Do I, how do I know that that's the case? Like, is there a label? Like, yes. how do I know 92%? Um, how do I'm really dark? You've got a label. Where's the label? It's like imprinted on you. Hmm. Like how they can put a face on a yaoi. They've just imprinted Fair enough. your um, ingredients onto you. Like, it's summertime here, so... Summertime, am I, baby? Am I here? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, summer. <laughs> Inside joke. Hello, hello, summer. <laughs> Do we have to explain that? No. Okay. It's, it's, it's just sort of. Breeze. If you want to know what that is, tweet us. Yeah, it's just sort of breeze. And our social one. media manager will look after I'll it. Or watch American Pie too. Um, <laughs> no, no, you got to watch the outtakes of the it. The outtakes of American Pie too. Yeah. yeah. Or, or is it the just? It was the watch it with the director's commentary. I think it was on. It was yeah, the commentary deleted track. scenes, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Anyway, I don't think you ever saw it. I think it was um, Thomas and Nicholas talking about when he was gone. I thought I heard him say it. Let's (laughs) let's breeze over this. Um, (laughs) Okay, so it's summertime. Yeah, baby. Um, Baby. Am I waking up in bed and am I first realizing there's like melted chocolate through the bed or, you know, brown things through the bed and now I think I shit myself? Is that Um, what I'm thinking? You don't melt. What? Like in my melt. M&M's, melt in your mouth and on your hand. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, hopefully not. Um, so if I said to you, do I melt in your mouth? <laughs> Shut up. You'd be like, yes. But I'm not, not willing to find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you don't melt. It's just the rule of the hypothetical. I'm not letting you get away with that. Seems a little weird rule. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm waking up. Am I 
the, like is, is is my torso and being as it is but simply chocolate or am i like an egg what do you mean like an egg like a kinder surprise or a yeah we kind of like as weird kind of is like there a toy shapes. inside you yeah like is there something inside me <laughs> that children want to play with you are a solid block of human chocolate not human chocolate that sounds wrong yeah that's weird <laughs> you're a solid block of chocolate but somehow living breathing how do i move well you just do like like imagine um a chocolate person from a 3d animated film don't say chocolate person that's very rude <laughs> don't pin this on me <laughs> I, I always try my best to, to get this to come back on you somehow <laughs> um you're just made of chocolate you can move around and do whatever you want do i like hobble or bobble or something around or something? no how do i walk you walk and you're made of chocolate like how's i don't get this i don't see how i'm walking like you've okay, then you said okay okay yes you hobble around okay thank you it's all i asked for <laughs> now tell me how that's important okay well i need to know how i you know use the bathroom why because there's brown you don't stuff need to coming use out the, the bathroom anymore so brown stuff is no longer coming out the back of me no unless it's chocolate <laughs> yum <laughs> so Could do I- you taste yourself how long are we going to do this so do so i know i'm 92 percent okay well um i would yeah because i know i'm not a big fan of 92 percent cocoa oh okay let me throw another bit out there whatever bit you taste doesn't grow back how do i know that i've just told you okay um so i'm like a block of chocolate yes like like a rectangle block of chocolate <laughs> with little nubbly bits that are my individual squares you broke off no in my head you're a person made of chocolate well, you should have said that. I thought I was a block of chocolate, and I was like, "Rick, I'm trying to say that for you ages." You said I asked if I was a person. You said you're a block of chocolate. Uh, no, no, you're a person made of chocolate. No, you said block of chocolate. Rewind. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Damn. But um, okay. Okay. Um, do I taste myself? Um, what part of my body would I not really miss? Do I know if it's going to hurt? Um, it doesn't hurt. Okay um maybe like one of those toes in the middle i don't really use i knew it would be a toe yeah when i was thinking about that i'm like yeah i mean look at them they're all kind of grouped together like you don't really need all of those i would say the toe closest to the big toe yeah i was thinking that first to go yeah i was thinking that (laughs) like oh 92 percent toe jams um so yes i would taste a wee bit okay what if you were your favorite type of chocolate would you go more than your middle toes um can i still get drunk (laughs) where is this from i'm thinking that you know self-control right oh yeah yes you can get drunk discuss so i'm thinking um (laughs) you know all good during i have self-control during the week gets to the weekend say record the podcast mate chilling there watching some of the foosball on the television football yep which rugby you don't, which you don't really say anyway. <laughs> yeah. you know the local team wins yeah i'm like right i'm gonna celebrate a few drinkies yeah go out party come back home and i'm like but hungry where's your first bite mark i'm thinking arm um thinking mm, like forearm just straight into the yeah. forearm dang mm. it's not that cool it's not growing back is it though what i think i can imagine i'd wake up in the morning and i would i think i'd have one arm gone (laughs) i think what would happen is you'd you'd take maybe three or four bites out of each forearm 
that yep. then you'd sober up you're like I, I can't do this like this isn't going to grow back a week later you're drunk mm-hmm. again same thing happens you start going for these fingers the little finger and the one next to yeah. it yeah well, i don't use these so the all. week after that i um come see you've got like t-rex hands like yeah and a, an imposable thumb and then the week after that you've just got like the index and a thing <laughs> and slowly being whittled away as this whole part of your arm like if you draw a line between your pointer and your pulling the fingers finger um pulling the fingers <laughs> i'm not sure it's what it's called and then you draw a line down towards the outside of the elbow i think that section is your most vulnerable when it's you're gone burger right yeah. Hey, yeah it's vulnerable to yeah intoxicated nibbling mm-hmm. um part two we established yeah. part one that's okay. part one yep okay part two of, of the, the hypothetical away. is um you don't wake up as chocolate if you woke up one day and every other person... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. If you okay. woke up one day and every single person, yourself included, so sorry, my mistake, your chocolate too, um, would you eat other humans' chocolate flesh? Wouldn't there be, like, genocide at this point? Because everyone would be in, out for chocolate. Would you? If everyone else was doing it, you know. Remember a couple of weeks ago you'd, you said you'd kill a homeless person under the right a circumstances? Vigilante. I was a vigilante is what we were mentioning there. You said you'd kill a homeless Home, person. I was a vigilante who was defecating. Under the right, under the right circumstances yes. you said you'd vigilante kill a homeless person. Vigilante is what we're talking about, though. <laughs> so would you eat that homeless person? Instead of, instead of murdering them? Well, <laughs> probably you'd have to murder them to eat them. Or murder them as part of I eating eat part them. of them. I could eat, I could eat part of them. If they're, if but they're, if they can't poo, then you're saying... I was then, just going to say, if you've just eaten their butt off... There's a, well, you, you said I couldn't poo in the first place and I was chocolate, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, true. Yep. So okay, let's I'm no longer that, angry at them. Let's say the homeless person can. Oh. Um, would you eat the Do they poo chocolate, chocolate? Would you eat the chocolate ass of a homeless no. person? <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> I'm not going to... I don't want to be rude you here, didn't but fall I, into I, that I one. wouldn't want to eat a homeless person because I think that maybe they haven't shot. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Who would be first on your list of people to eat? To be honest, I probably wouldn't eat anybody because I'm such a germaphobe. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to eat anybody. You wouldn't trust that they... No, not at all. It's like if you found chocolate lying on the ground. It's delicious, but I'm not like going to eat it because it's, it's... Do you think you'd get um, factions of like white chocolate versus dark chocolate and it would end up mirroring parts I of... think it would mirror society unfortunately mm-hmm. well, and then there'd be like the light brown chocolate there was a story that um, speaking of like chocolate and racism there was this um, tale I read today I got a flashing uh, breaking news on the uh, the old news app mm-hmm. and um, it was from one of our New Zealand news sites and I'm sorry about this people but there was um, there was a african-american yeah gay rapper yeah had been in the country for our like pride week yeah he'd been on the grind what does that mean grinder oh, i thought you meant skateboarding yeah <laughs> go keep going <laughs> yeah um it's so, like he put he put this um message on his insta mm-hmm. so at like three twenty-three a.m some guy messages him saying oh hey what are you here for Right, and I assume that means you know, not, not you know, conversation. It's he wants to put his piece, <laughs> or be put, have some pieces put on him. Yeah, chocolate injections. Chocolate injections. Yeah, yeah. 
So this guy doesn't message back because it's 3.23am. It's 6.30am, this guy <laughs> messages back again and calls him an N-word, um, does, probably doesn't speak English, stupid-looking guy, all this stuff. And I'm like... A stupid-looking guy? A stupid-looking so guy. insulting. Yeah. Like it's, it, at that point, he needed an inspirational quote. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he digs into his looks as that because he's stupid mm. because he's dark he is stupid mm. and does speak english and i couldn't believe it like i thought in like a marginalized community like the homosexuals mm. why why are you attacking like you, you're already discriminated against why are you attacking like a fellow homosexual <laughs> but yeah I, people I do think it's, I, a, it's I, a really I, weird yeah, thing it is so it's just probably just the easiest cheapest shot to throw the n-word out there mm. and so you're silly looking yeah. <laughs> so, 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 dumb-looking so, kid, dumb-looking kid, <laughs> yeah. dumb-looking gay rapper. Yeah. Oh, now I'm now I'm part of it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I see huge issues with race. Mm-hmm. But I would think in, in a re- chocolate world, you're talking. I am, but I'm thinking in this reverse. In this world, it's the reverse. The white chocolate is discriminated against more than the dark chocolate because the dark chocolate is the norm. The pure chocolate. Yep. And the mm. white chocolate's the unusual chocolate. The minority. It's, it's the minority. Yeah. yeah the darker the right. chocolate, the more pure the chocolate. The darker the chocolate, that you know that is the ruling. It's it's the reverse. We've completely flipped it on its head here. Mm-hmm. What about that saying? The darker the berry, the sweeter the taste. Oh, does that apply anywhere ooh, here? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Black Forest. You know, it's off um, chocolate hairspray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. You would or wouldn't eat someone else? No, I wouldn't, because I don't like germs. <laughs> okay, you would, but you'd eat a homeless person rather than murdering them. I wouldn't be touching them with my mouth <laughs> or my tongue. So you'd still just murder a chocolate homeless person? Well, this is a crossover to another episode. We're not touching that. I'm sorry, we've dealt with that, and I was vindicated as a vigilante. So rather than eat a chocolate homeless person, you would murder them and leave their body to be eaten by someone else or to melt. You got it. <laughs> I thought we didn't melt. Uh, maybe once you're dead, you melt. Okay, fair enough. That's like a good that point. way, is, yeah, yeah. Once you're dead, you melt. Melt in your mouth, not in your hand, but also when you're dead. Yeah, unless that you're dead. Should be what Eminem say. Yeah. Oh man! All right, that's been another episode. <laughs> yeah. I always think it's weird when I'm eating Eminem's candy, which I love. Mm. That this is why Marshall Mathers is called Eminem is because of this weird candy. It's like he's kind of like this badass rapper badass yet he's named after candy it's like kind of weird <laughs> that's true yeah. i mean there's iced tea <laughs> yeah possibly even worse cool. ice cube coolio <laughs> what's coolio i don't know <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a nice sorbet mm. or oh, somber <laughs> is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> a nice somber sorbet somber sorbet um okay well we've gone on far too long on that um show admin and synonyms of somber are dark <laughs> dark colored dull dull colored drab dingy and really? shady which again links back to m&m mm. Mm. old slimy shades and all those different colors yeah. link back to chocolate people. Link back to chocolate people so boy full circles full circle everyone full circle jerk. full circle team um okay so now we get into the normal part of the show. <laughs> like, we've talked for almost 40 minutes. Right. Which just is a short episode. Longer than some episodes. Um, we're going to jump into... I've brought a, 
a story uh, from um, a paranormal encounter. I'm going to read through it. You had or? No, not one I had. Okay. I don't think I've really had any. I can't think of many. Virgin. The airline. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Ready? This one is about an alien abduction. (gasps) So I'm verging on alien stuff here. So there's a good chance you already know it. Okay. Um, This one I am getting from ufocasebook.com. You've been there before. I know that. Have I? Yeah. It's the same. The same one. I've been here before. Um, Let me just jump in. An extraordinary and controversial melee has developed around events that reportedly began late on the evening of Thursday, October 4th, 2001. Reasonably recent. Post-2000. Just post-9-11, not even a month afterwards. True. You and the now wife have been together less than a month as well. What? You and the now wife had been together less than a month. Oh, had been. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. True. Um, So this takes place in um, a place called Gundaya, which is near Tyro in Queensland, Australia. Okay. Um, culminating in the early hours of Friday, October 5th, 2001, and then played out in the glare of rapidly escalating media coverage. So, um, for time's sake, I'm probably not going to cover much media coverage, but we'll have a look at the actual It was rapidly escalating, though, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's probably all you need to know. Okay. Three people were directly involved in these alleged events. Keith Rylance, his wife Amy, and their business partner Petra were on their property, which was being developed as Whispering Winds Winery. Oh, good name, right? Yeah, it is. For a winery. It really is. Other potential activities were also being developed at the location. Uh, the following account does it comes say what from, those activities were? Does not. Following account comes from interviews conducted uh, by us at UFO Casebook, along with primary source materials such as TV interviews. Keith Rylance told us that he had gone to sleep in the caravan bedroom at about 9.30. So, obviously, the place was still being developed. They're all sleeping in a caravan. Caravan bedroom? I thought they just said, like, one big room in caravans. A big enough one will have, like, a big motorhome or something like that. Show off. I didn't say I had one. I don't have any caravan. Carry on. (laughs) Uh, Keith (laughs) Rylance... Proven wrong, so I'll shut up. (laughs) Keith Rylance told us that he had gone to sleep in the caravan bedroom at about 9.30 p.m. Petra retired to her bedroom in the caravan annex. <laughs> it's a big Biggest caravan. caravan yeah. Amy stayed on the couch watching TV in the caravan annex lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> Upstairs. It's no. caravan. <laughs> I was about to say. What? <laughs> Each of these yeah, locations were... Disappeared in- down into the caravan basement. <laughs> yeah, the wine cellar. <laughs> Each of these locations were in close proximity, separated by a window and a wall, respectively, from the lounge. It is a caravan, so you can expect that. Petra's room had a door leading... Shut up. Petra's room had a door leading to the lounge room, which was left ajar. The door to the bedroom... a diagram of this caravan up on Instagram or something after the show? Just think of a central lounge room with a room on each side. One's the bedroom and one's being called the annex Okay, this is the world's best caravan. No wonder these extraterrestrials were were interested (laughs) in it. Look at this caravan. Just caravan (laughs) hunters. Yeah, yeah, they don't really want to abduct the people. They want to abduct the caravan. Yeah, they're like... um, Let's take this back to our home planet. Interstellar gypsies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
The door to the bedroom where Keith was, uh, apparently, was open to the la- to the lounge room. Amy apparently fell asleep on the couch uh, while a storm was in the area. Around 11.15pm, Petra was reportedly woken up and when she entered the adjacent lounge was confronted by an extraordinary sight. Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear. That allegedly quickly overwhelmed her. Oh. A rectangular beam of light was being projected through the open window of the caravan lounge room. This light beam appeared to be truncated at the end. Inside the beam, Petra claims to have seen Amy in a sleep-prone position (gasps) being carried out head-first through the window. Underneath her, also within the beam... Sleep-prone? That's a weird term, but anyway. (laughs) In a sleep-prone position. Yeah, that's what it says. Being carried out headfirst through the window. Underneath her, although also within the beam, were the items that had been on the coffee table adjacent to the couch Amy had been on. Before apparently fainting in shock, Petra saw that the beam was coming from a disc-shaped UFO hovering just above the ground a short distance away, near a tree at the rear of a clear section immediately behind the caravan. Hmm. Pretty juicy stuff, right? Petra reports she believes she was the only one... She was the... She was only in a faint for a very short period of time. In a faint? In a faint. Petra reports she was unconscious for a very short period of time. That's what it should have said. Yeah. Regaining consciousness, she began screaming. Keith reports that he was awoken by the commotion coming from Petra. As he came from the caravan bedroom, he stepped down into the lounge room. <laughs> this is a massive caravan. This is just someone who wants to show off at the caravan. I reckon this whole thing is made up. It's yeah. simply to have a story to say how amazing the caravan is. He descended the golden staircase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minding not to step in the caviar, which had fallen <laughs> off the coffee table. <laughs> Near the spa pool. Yeah. And stepped down into the lounge room annex. Keith claims he was confronted by the sight of a highly agitated Petra and the contents of the coffee table on the floor in front of the window. There's the caviar. He told us that he soon realized that the window screen was torn in both a vertical fashion and along the bottom of the window frame. Keith indicated that initially he couldn't get any sense out of Petra, who was crying and very agitated, so he rushed outside trying to locate Amy. She was reportedly nowhere to be found. Keith states when he started to be less agitated himself, he was eventually able to get from Petra an idea of what had happened. Keith claims he initially refused to believe what Petra was telling him. He said he rushed outside again trying to find his wife. Eventually, as the situation became clearer, Keith indicates he decided to call the police. Keith called the... I totally wouldn't call the police in this instance, because this is where the police, you call up saying, your wife's been abducted by a UFO, mm. and they're like, okay, you've murdered her, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just tell us where you've buried the yeah, body, and just, we'll get this We'll open. get a little round up, you know. Yeah. We've got other things to do. Just tell us where, where her body is, and we'll arrest you, go to jail forever, and we'll move on to the next crime. Imagine being the police officer getting that call. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, so okay. someone's murdered okay. their wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a nut job who's murdered their wife. Yeah. Keith called the Tyro police around 11.40pm reporting that his wife had been abducted and imploring that the police should come out. See, that's interesting because he didn't say abducted by aliens yeah, abducted, necessarily. Yeah. Um, that's fair enough. She has been abducted, but yeah. Well, as far as this report goes, he might have said abducted by aliens, but um, yeah. This, I, I this have report faith says, in the integrity of the reporting. Yeah. yeah. So. 
reporting that his wife had been inducted and imploring inducted that, into the what hall of fame yeah <laughs> inducted into the hall of abductee the caro yeah, yeah the caro the, the <laughs> caravan, owners caravan ownership hall of fame yeah <laughs> imploring that the police should come out the manning sta- status at the time meant that there were some delays in the police coming out but about an hour and a half the after, manning status so yeah, they had fuck all people the on personnel duty. problem yep. yeah um the police had fuck all people on duty <laughs> you could <laughs> write articles they might as well be saying i'd read your articles yeah uh, but about an hour and a half after the initial call, Senior Constable Robert Maragna from Tyro and an officer from Maryborough arrived at the site. Initially, police thought they might have been walking into a situation involving foul play, perhaps even a murder scene. But then the bizarre circumstances of the alleged events came into focus. The two people, Keith and Petra, at the Gundyre property were claiming that Amy Rylance had been abducted by a spaceship. Oh dear. How do you handle it? What do you do? It's like, right, so you're on something, yeah. you're drunk, you're You immediately get the dogs and, and start sniffing around for where they've made the shallow grave. Yeah. Yeah. The officers were struggling to keep an open mind. Mm. <laughs> they were joined later by Sergeant Bo- John Bosnack, the officer in charge of the Tyro police. He had been asleep when the police called him to assist in the inv- investigation. The three officers continued their investigations at the site. They confirmed that Keith Rylance and Petra Heller appeared to be in an agitated state and there was no sign of Amy Rylance. The torn screen was examined. Examined? Examined? Examined. <laughs> A flowering bush. Pause for hilarity. <laughs> I thought you'd jump in with something there. I thought, I you never thought, jump in on a bush. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, when you don't know how, when something is so potentially crude, you're like, <laughs> if it's just us, maybe, but this is, this is, people are listening to this. <laughs> I don't offend anybody. A flowering bush, pause for Tony's <laughs> giggling, commonly known as Yesterday, Today, Tomorrow, was located immediately outside the left side of the window. Um, it had indications of possibly being affected by heat or another mechanism along its right side. Oddly, another flowering bush. <laughs> pause for Tony's inevitable giggle. <sighs> a hibiscus. I'm 12, by the way. That's <laughs> a hibiscus located immediately on the right hand side of the window area was not affected in the same way. The police took samples for later testing. While the police were at the property, a phone call came through which was taken by Keith Rylance. A woman was calling from Mackay, indicating that she had taken a somewhat distressed and apparently dehydrated young woman from a petrol station on the northern outskirts of central Queensland, some 790 kilometres to the north of Gundyre. What? The young woman turned out to be Amy Rylance. And the female caller was ringing to advise that Amy was apparently all right and was at the Mackay Hospital where she had been examined by a doctor. Keith handed the phone to Senior Constable Maragna. It's spelled different in the bottom of the article. <laughs> so there's that real stellar journalism you get from these sort of things. Yeah. Given these extraordinary circumstances, Mackay police were called in, making a total of three police stations involved in the investigation. Tyro on the outskirts of central Queensland, Maryborough on the coast, and Mackay some 790 kilometres to the north of Gundyre. A statement was notarised by the Mackay police with a Justice Act acknowledgement. 
that required Amy to acknowledge that he, she had stated what she had stated was true to the best of her knowledge and belief, and that if it is admitted as evidence, she may be liable to prosecution if she had indicated anything in it she knew was false. Oh, they turned up the heat. They turned up the heat to see if she was full of it. This statement indicated that she she last only recollected lying on the couch at the Gundire property. She had no recollection of the events that Petra described, but claimed she then remembered waking up lying on a bench in a strange rectangular room. Illumination came from the walls and from the ceiling, and she was alone. She indicated that she called out and heard what seemed to be a male voice, asking her to be calm and that everything would be alright and, and that she would not be harmed. Soon an opening appeared in the wall and a guy about six feet tall walked into the room. The man appeared to be slender in build but perfect in proportion. Good for him. Right? right? Sounds like a real... It's, it's like a, an underwear model. He's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, he's Calvin Klein underwear model. <laughs> um, covered head to foot in a full bodysuit. He had... Well, how can you see his body then? That's, that's a, it's just a wasted opportunity. He had what seemed to be... <laughs> for a perv. He had what seemed to be a black covering mask on his face. I don't know why you wouldn't write a black mask covering his face. <laughs> With a hole for his eyes, nose and mouth. He repeated his Sounds calming... Sounds like Batman. <laughs> yeah. He repeated his calming assurances. Amy felt she had been there for a while. The guy told her they were returning her to a place not far from where they took her from. Well, that's not true. Because the lights were wrong at the property and it wasn't safe. I wonder if they heard that wrong and it was because the lights were on at the property and yeah. it wasn't safe. She then indicates she found herself lying on the bed and falling asleep. The next thing she recollects is that she woke up on the ground with trees around here. She felt disorientated, could smell the ocean and indicated she was not sure how, she, how long she tumbled through bushland, but seemingly it was for a long time. She felt she wasn't making much progress. They kind of kicked her out the door of this thing. And she's tumbling down yeah, 800 a, sand, kilometers. a sand hill 800 kilometers away. Yeah. She then came out to a road that looked like a highway and saw a light from a petrol station. She walked into the station where staff, seeing her state, tried to offer some assistance. She accepted some water as she felt somewhat dehydrated. Initially, she was not able to answer identifying questions and didn't know where she was. She was also asked that if she had she was also asked if she had been drinking or was on drugs to which she said no amy indicated she felt tired sore drained and lethargic she asked a woman at the service station to take her to the hospital as she didn't know where else to go the woman and her friend indeed took her to the hospital indeed Later, Amy spoke with two police officers and also spoke with her husband, Keith, from the hospital. She then went to Mackay Police Station where she gave the statement of events. Amy also indicated that this sort of thing had never happened to her before, but when she was in her fifth year of school, she had seen a large UFO surrounded by smaller objects. The police arranged to put Amy in a motel pending the arrival of her husband. He and Petra arrived during the day and indicated that they spent considerable time with Amy discussing what happened. Extensive notes were apparently made and photographs of, taken of triangular arrangement of marks on, the, on her inner right thigh, marks on each heel and the growing out of her hair, which she had dyed earlier in the week. Her hair had apparently started to show her former colour, suggesting that some considerable time had passed for her, apparently indicative of rather more than a few hours. Weird. 
body hair had allegedly also become somewhat more pronounced. Now there's that flowering bush again. That would otherwise be apparent for the short time involved. Yeah. Um, here's a bit you'll like. Via a news agent, a copy of the Australian Ufologist magazine was purchased. <laughs> you like ufologists. <laughs> was purchased. Yeah. Keith, Petra, and Amy started to learn more about UFOs. Keith took. Uh, Keith contacted the Australian squeaky, squeaky chair. chair. I was just going to search for the Australian ufologist. See if it's still, <laughs> see if you can still get it. <laughs> the Australian UFO Research Network officer number men- mentioned in the magazine. Diane Harrison took the call on the fifth of October, two thousand and one, at three twenty p.m. and for the next hour or so listened to the story that Keith and Amy told. Petra was apparently sleeping at the time. Given the nature of the story and its complexity and the fact that it apparently featured the alleged use of solid light, which is what they call that kind of, um, what do you call that? Like a tractor beam? Yep. Where a light can kind of break through things and stuff like that. Uh, Diane decided to bring Bill Chalker into the investigation. As you you do. As you do. Exactly right. There's a fire alarm. Is it the alarm for Bill Chalker? It's gone. <laughs> um, uh, given the nature of the story, its complexity, and the fact that it apparently saw the light, don't give a bill chocker to the investigation. Bill chocker. What? This is Bill chocker. Once again, Petra was not able to talk about her part in the alleged events. Keith went into considerable detail about the events, referring often to the notes they had apparently been compiling during the day. The details described covered the events Petra had witnessed, um, what Keith had experienced and what Amy told them had happened during her experience. Um, So not jumping into how the media started to um, portray things uh, to tie it all off. Um, He didn't directly witness the experience, but he believed both Amy and Petra, long story short. Um, so we'll end it there. So if you, like Bill Chalker, want to report a UFO to the Ufologist magazine, give them a call on 1-800-77-2288. I will not. There you go. Ufologist, which I assume is UFO Today. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. I recognize that poor typography anyway. What a great website they have. Is it still around? Yeah. Can you still get it? Yeah. Why don't we get it? I don't know what it says here. We've been publishing for 20 years, the 20th issue out soon. And it says updated March 28th, 2016. So it's going to update the website nearly two years. I was going to say, didn't you have like almost 20 yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had already looked down there to see if I could find a copy then. So I don't know if it still kind of exists or not, but. Or if they just don't update their website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so thoughts on that? Um, there's a nice picture of like a like like a disabled looking, like mentally disabled looking alien here. Like he's been like squashed in the head. Sorry, <laughs> still in his best. This UFO's had like a piece of like a bite taken out of it, like a piece of pizza. Jeez, that yeah. is a really good looking website. <laughs> Ufologistmagazine.com if you're interested. Get into it. Mm. So if, uh, if we all ordered subscriptions, then they'd be back in business. They got here, what's on? It says, advertise here, only $50 a link. <laughs> For how long? <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> like a day? Yeah. Like a month? All right. Um, so that was my story. It's good. Um, it's good. I had not heard that. Oh, nice. That it was new to me. Excellent. Um, 
um i mean it's always interesting to sort of have like an amazing caravan in a story that's mm. a big plus for me that didn't it sound lavish oh, lavish indeed so lavish um yeah i feel sort of povo staying in my tent the other weekend when i went camping um but wish i had a caravan like that <laughs> Uh, yeah, law enforcement, interesting. Um, the vast distances, like, that's crazy. But yeah. also, like, what dipshit UFOs? Must be this one with this alien with the squashed head who dropped them off in, like, 800 kilometres away. Like, that's... Galactically, that's probably a short distance. It is, but that's a bit of a dick move. <laughs> that's a dick move. I'm not debating that one bit. You're real dick move. It's like, oh, God, 800k, it's going to take you a long time to drive. <laughs> it is going to take you a long time. Yeah. I think we've gone long enough. I think we should move into the final segment of the show. Okay. What do you think? <clears throat> Let's do it. This is your turn to read. It is. It you is. Wanna, you want to intro it? Crank that music. On. It's on. It's on. You want to intro it? Yes. Normally I intro it, so let's see how smooth you can get it. Okay, so in this final segment of the show, uh, some would say the most loved segment. What on earth is that noise? I have no idea. It's like a parade going past or something. Well, it is. It is parade day. National Parade Day, where you parade. There's one float that just yeah. goes down goes one around, street. Around, oh, it sort of just around the country. It just pops there, just transport <laughs> yeah. around the country different times, pops up, does the parade, and they airlift it somewhere else. How long so, does it take to, if, if you didn't stop, and assuming the, um, the ferry across the strait was operating at the right time, how long would it take to drive from the bottom of the south to the top of the north? Do you know? Uh, you seem like someone who would know that. About 20 hours? That's all, eh? Yeah. And then, and then at any point, it's between three and five hours across. Yeah. <laughs> if you went the other way. It's not a big country. It's not bad. It's good. Get a parade in. Good for parades. <laughs> good for parades. Good you for get the parade done parades. in under 24 hours. It is, yeah. Uh, so this segment is, uh, we have a book. It's called Mysteries of the Unexplained. It's from the 80s, like us. 1982. Yep. Uh, we're a bit later in the 80s, but still. 85. We are children of the 80s, as this, as is this book. The book contains tales of the paranormal up until 1982. <laughs> That's right. That's yep. an important thing. It you is. wouldn't find this abduction story in there. Would not. 2001, not happening in this book. Mm-hmm. 20 years, nearly 20 years uh, too late. Too future. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, too late for when they printed it. Anyway, um, okay, too so future. Too, too future. Never, that, that was definitely never going to be the right answer. Shut up. <laughs> so uh, once a week, we take a turn to get the book a flicky, and we flick through the pages until the other podcast host says cease. And uh, once the flicking has ceased, we identify what section we've arrived at and read a tale from that section. When you intro this, I feel like I need to intro it straight after. I think I've done it. In case people don't get it. I think we've done it. Move on. Shall I do it? I'm going to start flicking. I'm really tempted to just Three, two, one. Cease. (gasps) Stop. And we've got post-it flags this time, so okay. you can mark down. So they've actually landed right on appearances and disappearances, which yeah. fits in quite well. There's always the, a connection. The tile, you've yeah. just said. Um, going to get your posty out, or you want to do it later? Um, you got to decide on which one you're going to read. Oh, I've got one here. You've got one. Yeah. And if you're going to read multiple, then have multiple post-its. This is an oldie, but some would say a goodie. A goodie. Others would say a goodie. So this is. Uh, Appearances and Disappearances Prior to 1800 mm-hmm. <clears throat> America's colonial history Is haunted by the disappearance Of the Ronoku Colony Founded in 18 
1587, not 1857, founded in 1587 by more than 100 Englishmen and women settling on the Virginia coast of Ireland, now in North Carolina. They migrated. They intended to farm and to pay for supplies from home by selling wild sassafras. Yeah, sassafras. A costly import prized medicinally. Medicinally? Medicinally. Can you say it again? Medicinally. Medicinally. In England. Shouldn't have done this one. Medicinally. Isn't it when you get words you can't say? Um, The governor of the colony, medicinally, got it. The governor of the colony, John White, sailed back to England for supplies to sustain the colonists through the coming winter. Uh, detained there by the war with Spain, White finally returned to Roanoke. I don't know how you say this. Oak. Roanoke? Go with it. In 1581. Four years. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And found it all had vanished, including his daughter and her infant, Virginia Dare. The first white child born in America. Ooh, hey. Chocolate or not? Uh, white chocolate. <laughs> Uh, carved on a post at the abandoned stockade was Croton. 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 Croton? The, n- the name of a nearby island and of a local Indian tribe. Can you still say Indian? I think you can. Native American? This book is from the, the 80s. 80s. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if this book is racist sometimes. It's from <laughs> yeah. the 80s. Yeah. Uh, bad weather prevented further search, and so White returned to England. The owner didn't really hang around for long do we nope um, the only inkling of the fate of the lost colony came a century later when colonists reported seeing Indians again sorry with grey eyes and fair hair mm. so I don't know if that's is that the whole story that's, I don't know if that's oh, really that mysterious well sometimes we get that with that book it yeah. ends on a downer give, so us, give us a postie post it Okay, I've done this one and it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, fun fact about sassafras is, um, yes, it was a medicinal plant, but Medicin- it's also, these days, it's um, slang for meth. Ah, sass. <laughs> yeah. And there's a Tenacious D song that mentions it, I'm sure. Sassafras. When he's talking about the Sasquatch and things. Ah, oh, yeah, I can see why they'd make that uh, make that comparison. <laughs> Very good. All so right. get on ufologistmagazine.com uh, and subscribe. Colloquially, colloquially, we call it UFO Today. UFO Today, which is a play on USA Today. <laughs> we uh, think it's funny. All right, yeah, we did when we were eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky one of our longer ones for sure yeah absolutely um one thing just to leave you on if you can't make them see the light make them feel the heat and don't be a cock (laughs) or a can't (laughs) (laughs) um that's it for us we will catch you next week toodaloo